I'm so bossy, and I so bossy, and I so. I'm independent, got my own, and I'm so bossy, and I'm and I'm so bossy. Hey, boss friends, and welcome back to another episode of your Bossiest Friend of Podcast. It's your host, the Milan Mobley. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at that same at name, the Milan Mobley, T H E E M I L A N M O B L E Y. And if you are new to your Bossiest Friend, the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want you to stop what you're doing right now and make sure you go follow us on Instagram at your Bossiest Friend. Get into our um, Instagram community. We have so much fun there. There's so many tools and tips and tricks over there for you to go check out but nonetheless if this is like I said your first episode definitely go back and listen to some of the episodes um that we've had in the past we have three amazing seasons prior to this one for you to enjoy so make sure you go listen to that one before you dig any any deeper into this season this is the empire state of mind today I have my girl Bianca Robinson on in the boss's seat we are going to have a real conversation because Bianca is definitely one of the realest on the team. She helps business owners like you and me create simple business models that generate five to six figure a month. So if you are ready to learn about sales and pitching and launch strategies, and this is an episode for you. I'm excited to bring the episode to you guys. I've been waiting for this conversation for a few weeks now. So now that we're finally here, I know that you're going to enjoy it. But sit back, relax, like I said, enjoy this episode, and make sure you are sharing your bossiest friend of podcast with your friends because you don't want to let anyone miss any of these Empire State of Mind conversations. I'm independent, got my own. And I'm so bossy. And I'm, and I'm so bossy. Hey, boss friends, and welcome back. I hope you guys are super excited for this episode. One, I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes thus far. Like I told you, I have my girl, Bianca Robinson, in the building. When I say me and Bianca, since the day we met, we always have a cute little kiki moment. So <laughs> if you're looking for the conversation, it's going to carry some kiki, but real gems dropping. This is definitely the conversation. As I told you, Bianca is definitely a boss, especially when it comes down to getting those contracts and really knowing how to pitch yourself. You think that pitching is just for PR? No, it's not. But you're going to learn so much more about her today, her journey, and her empire state of mind. Because what she just told me, I can't wait for her to share where she's at in her business. But I think this is where everyone truly wants to be. I mean, I just want to be doing podcast interviews and just kicking back and relaxing. Because at this point in my life, I am tired, okay? (laughs) This is tired, tired. Because she said, look, I'm ready. So, Bianca, welcome to the Boston Seat. Please introduce yourself. Let them know who you are. I read your bio already. I brag on you as much as I could, but you can, you know, I can never brag on y'all as much as you can brag on yourself. So, please. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yes, like you is really one of my business besties and we 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 chop it up all the time and it'd be the most random shit and we be laughing like... <laughs> It's the most hilarious thing. So you definitely get my corny humor. So I like that about um, us. But for me, hi, everybody. My name is Bianca Robinson, and I am a global project manager. Um, I'm in the business of aligning strategic opportunities for my clients that will produce profitable results by focusing on their business infrastructure. Um, I strongly believe that if you have the right processes in your business, your productivity will increase. And so when processes and productivity meet, profit increases as well. And so we at Kate and Kate Consulting, we are knowledge diversification experts where we take the genius of what our client 
already do. They already make money. They already have clients, but they're working really hard and they're not working smart. And so we diversify their skill sets. So, okay, you've been working one-on-one. Let's create you a digital store now so that you can focus on volume. You've been working one-on-one. Let's get you some corporate clients. You've been working one-on-one. Now let's uh, turn your business into um, a consulting business part of that. Let's add a consulting stream in it. So we're really about just taking the model that we've done for our business and now we're giving it to our clients from a small business perspective, but from a corporate perspective, um, I do government contracting and procurement. So some of my clients are Mercedes, um, Audi. I live in Chicago. So the city of Chicago, um, the university's here. So I am the project manager on site that's in compliance to making sure that the fine print is read so that we can continue to secure the bag and get the check and everybody can get paid on time. And so that's kind of my business and kind of a twofold. We have the corporate sector, but then we also have the small business sector. But 80% of my business is digital. So I've took all of my services that we once did when we were trading time for money, which that's not what we do anymore. We're a online business that just so happened to do services. Before I was a service-based business that just so happened to have digital, but I like my time. I like my freedom. Um, I'm on about to go on vacation now. So I want to be on vacation with my husband and my kids recording content and running my business from my phone and not having to have that type um, of a stress in my life. So we're 80% digital, 20% service of that 20%. 15 is my government and corporate contracts. And then 5% is small businesses like you and I. So that's what we do over here. All I heard was dollar signs. If I could could insert without it being copywritten, I would... Right there, that would be perfect because all she said was, "I'm getting money." Um, and that's just that on that. That was it. As for who Mary had a little money. period, that's where we at right now. <laughs> but no, Bianca, that's awesome. So you have so many working pillars, and we're definitely going to get to them because I know they all didn't just come in one time. But how did you get started? Of course, I know your story on why you named your company, but you named it. But I really want to tap into that, like the passion behind it, because clearly this is your passion. This is a business mm-hmm. you created for your family's legacy. Um, so yeah, let's tap into that. So my business is Kate and Kate Consultant. Um, I've been in business since October 19th of 2012. And so my daughter's birthday is July 19th of 2012. And so Kaden is the name of my business. It's my daughter. And so she introduced me to myself and gave me the ability to really just bet on myself. And so I know a lot of people say like, oh my God, like you have this amazing business. How did you do it? Like I did this in my corporate job. Like I was a business and project manager of my corporate job. So the corporate side of what I do is what I did when I worked my nine to five. And so that was what I ultimately wanted to do. I wanted to have my own operational management firm, but I was a 23, 24 year old girl coming into these businesses, telling them about acquisitions and client retention and sales and strategy. And they're like, oh, you still wet behind the ears. Like that's not what, you know, you can tell us to do. So I always tell people to not start on the business that they want to build their legacy. Like even if you were like making a dress, like you wouldn't start on the good fabric to make the dress, you would practice it. And so I knew that in business, I needed my own reputation. I needed to know how to run a business, how to uh, handle clients, how to upsell, how to cross sell. And I just didn't have everything that I needed to be successful in what I ultimately wanted to do. So my first business was bookkeeping. 
um, it was Kate and K Financials, and I had left my job on a really big bookkeeping contract. And so I knew nine out of 10 businesses that you walked into, uh, their back of house just was not in order. And I hate bookkeeping with a passion, but I'm good at it. And so I tell people all the time, just because you like, just because you're good at it doesn't mean that's what you like to do. Um, and so I knew that, but I knew that I needed that to build up my testimonials, to build up my reputation. Um, and so I turned my bookkeeping clients into consulting clients. I'm all about phasing in and phasing out and doing what you have to do to do what you want to do. But a lot of us don't have that vision. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work this for a year and a half. I'm gonna phase out. And then I started to do career development. Um, I became like the six figure job lady. Like she could get you a six figure job. Like let her do your resume, baby. I was turning fry cooks at McDonald's to like sous chefs, like at top five star restaurants. Like I was, I was, I was that good in it, but I wasn't charging my worth because it's really hard to charge somebody that's not making any money, you know, money to do their resume and get them a better job. Like they don't have it. Like where are they going to get the money from? And so I wasn't charging my worth, um, but it was something that I was really passionate about. So I was able to take my career development clients. And that's how I started to coach. Like you've been in hospitality for 12 years. You need to start you a business. So I started this like employerpreneur program where I was showing nine to five workers how to actually start their own side business. And so that's how I got uh, involved involved um, in coaching by taking my career development clients and coaching them to start their business. And then from there, I was like, I got enough receipts. I got enough collateral. Like I can really do this. But on the back end, when I quit my job, two of my corporate contracts, they found me on LinkedIn. Like the program just went to shit. Like you left, they don't have nobody else to do it. Like I need you to help me. So corporate clients is what I've started off um, with when I quit my quit my job so I was doing that in the background but not real heavy and so started like maybe that 2018 was when I really just was walking into what I wanted to do I, operational management project management business consulting corporate clients like I kind of came into my own and I feel like I had enough to offer and enough to charge my worth and enough to pay what I weigh to be like this is my price this is what I do these are the clients that I have these are my results these are my case studies give me the bag. So I started that in like 2018. So I've been in business for um, um, eight years, but I really didn't start doing this heavy until like 2018. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you said so many important things. I was taking notes. So I want to touch on them. Like I have to touch on them. A lot of times, and I know you probably have seen it, just being a coach, so many people want a business, right? That's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So many people want to leave their nine to five as soon as they start their business. Yes. Some of them hate their nine to five so much that they tarnish it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I can confess, I was one of those people. Like, I hated being there, so I would come in with an attitude, just like really, just over. Like, I really just wanted to be in my own. But you said, which you said something important. You took a client mm-hmm. into your business, and I think that's super important. I know one of my friends; she did the same thing. Her her actual job became her client, mm-hmm. but. I want you to talk about the importance of maintaining those type of relationships because you never know what they transition into. Because that was rough. Because when I quit my job, that was me too. Like, so I had asked my boss for a raise four times. And so when I had got with the company, it was a black owned business. He told me like, hey, I got enough money for you for six months. Like, so we can get this thing rolling for six months, but I'm going to put everything into you that I have so that we could try to save my business. I'm like, shit, let's, let's do it. Like, and so coming from me, I was a professional temper. So I've had like 30 jobs. When I graduated out of college, I started to work directly with a temp agency. They was like, you could work all these different places in the world. You can get all of this experience. You don't got to work on weekends. You get off at five o'clock, you get paid every week. 
I was like, sign me up. So I came from something that wasn't really stable. You know what I'm saying? Like I came from like fast money. So working here for three days, working there. But that's how I built up all of my skill set and my knowledge because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what. And so um, when I came to him and he told me most people that would be a red flag, but that was how I operated anyway. Like I like fast, under pressure, let's get it, teach me. So it worked out. You know, we was getting the bag together and I would never forget that he he molded me into this beast like, Bianca got this shit and would sit down. Like, she gonna handle the meeting. I'm like, I didn't know I was figuring it out. But, you know, that's kind of how I learned. And so I had seen him go from no money to now his his wife quit her job and they got a new business. Like, you know, they going on vacation. So I'm seeing the fruit of my labor really growing this business. And I asked for a raise four times and he denied me all four times. And so it wasn't that we wasn't making money because I was doing a book. So you can't tell a person that do the book that you don't have the money. Like I see the money coming in. And so I had told him like, you know, my old company want me back. You know, I want to know if this is something we can do the fourth time. And so I really thought he was going to do it. And he didn't. I put in a fucking two month notice at my job. Nobody gives a two month notice. But I was thinking that I didn't have anything. He going to come around to his senses. And before that, I was doing resumes on the side. So I was interviewing on my lunch break just to tell my clients what the market and what was going on. So I was on my lunch break getting jobs and I wasn't even looking for a job. But then when I put in this notice, I was getting no callbacks, like none. People that were giving me a job, I emailed like, hey, you know, I wanted to know if the position was still open. Nothing was open. So I was forced to just really like, okay, this is what you said you was going to do. Oh, okay. Well, now you don't have no job. And it was just one of the most trying times in my life. like. Um, my husband had had, uh, he was my fiance at the moment. We had a conversation and I was like, I really want to try this business thing. He was like, well, I got the bills for a year, but all the fancy clothes, bags and shoes that Bianca like, you don't have to fund that. But these bills, I got us. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, I could try this business thing out. It could be my fun fun. A week after I quit my job, he had to have emergency brain surgery. So he was off work nine months, no pay. So my little bag, clothes, shoes, money, it had to pay real mortgages, real car notes. So I didn't have the time to figure it out. It was just really like I had to be a shark and figure it out. And so if I wouldn't have quit my job, I could I would have had that security. Like, okay, th- at least I got a paycheck coming in. But I didn't I, yeah, like I, I didn't have anything. I didn't have no savings because my man said he had it. He, yeah. he said he got Baby, when I tell you, we had just bought a brand new house. My daughter was three, four months old. Oh my God. Like our house went into foreclosure. Like my car was like about to get repossessed. And I was really out here practicing on these people in their business to help them with their books to try to make it work. But I end up turning into this beast that is still here. Like I saved my whole house, my, my, my cars, our savings. I was like... It ain't shit I can't do. Like, I'm out here. Like, if I can go through that and save it, like, ain't nothing. So I didn't have that. But I tell people all the time, I thought that since I'm making all of this company, all of this money, and I'm doing it, I'm running this company by myself. Like, I could do it on my own. But that's bullshit. Like, you can't. Just because you feel like you at work and you doing everything, 
The business was built before you got there. It's just trying times, but you working in somebody's business and you working on your business is a totally different thing. And so that's my thing. Like full-time entrepreneurship, I don't believe it's for everyone, but part-time totally is. I feel like you should have something of your own. It should be a side hustle or a fun fun or something like that. But a lot of people can't eat what they kill. And I realized in that moment that I that I could, that, you know, I wasn't just bullshitting. Like, I, I could really do this. But it took me going through that. So I would just advise you to, you don't have to be, a, a lot of your fave, fave coaches, they still got a job, but they're not out here telling you that they have a job. A lot of these people that you think out here getting a bag, they're not getting a bag. They man getting a bag. So therefore, it looked as if they winning, but they man went and not they business. And so you really want to really look at the people that you're trying to get you to get to the next level. Cause your coach, coach got a job. She just work at night or now she just work from home, right? She don't go to the office cause it's COVID. So she worked from home or her man got a bag and he worked night. So she at home with the kids. And so now she's an influencer. Like you got to really look at who you're trying to get to coach you. Period. Please log. This is this where we at. You say I could come here and give it to the people. Let's give it. Let, 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 let's do it. But I talk about that all the time with them. I tell them, y'all are so busy looking on who has a K behind their following. Yeah. But you don't really know that that K is just a K. It. it ain't no other case. The number that's when they follow is probably not in their bank account. So stop playing with me. <laughs> so stop playing with me when you sit there and go to somebody that you think is popping because they have that many followers. That's it. Baby, I talk to all the influencers. Your favorite influencer is sleeping on a fucking futon, okay? At their grandma's house, you know, but they have all of these followers. All this exposure, they traveling, but they don't have no real money, no real bag. They haven't figured out how to really monetize it, but they the cute girls on Instagram. They sharing bags, clothes, and shoes with their friends doing photo shoots. Like It's a lot that goes into this, and so I just want you to be mindful of, that's my thing. I just stay on my own paper. Like I count my own pockets. I ain't count nobody else's pockets over there, and just operating your alignment what's best for you what you know understand what feels good to you i'm all on this high vibration and being in good vibes and just good energy like do what works best for you don't look at what over there was mary sue over there doing because mary sue ain't got it her Mm -hmm. man got it or her cousin got it and she wearing her cousin stuff and using her cousin clout so don't really pay attention you know what i'm saying like to that operate on your own path like you already dope you already great just follow what you got going on trust your process Absolutely, that's a word. And like she said, Mary Sue, the the boyfriend, whomever, the showroom, wherever they go get the stuff from, yeah. he has it. It's just not theirs. It's, it's like, just not theirs. It's just not. So we speaking of having stuff that's yours, and I know I talk a lot about this, and I get a lot of questions regarding this. And you, since you did do bookkeeping, and you are really good with the savings part of everything. The profit revenue conversation. I have this so often because people say, "Well, I made this money, this much money this year," and I'm like. You did because once you take those expenses out, you only made this much. And that's a hard conversation to have. So when we talk about bookkeeping, why one, why is that important to actually understand your books, not just hiring somebody, but you understanding them? And two, why is it so important to have money in your business in order to get to the next level? I like that question. So for me, I think that a lot of us don't record key because when you really look at them numbers, it really bring you down to your humble self, baby. Like, 
we think that because them PayPal notifications go off that we making money, but as soon as that shit come in, we spend it as soon as it comes in. And so you have no real savings. Like you have no real backup plan. Like, so yeah, it hits, but you also have to look at growth. Like just because as an entrepreneur show, we can have a really good season and then the other season be a dry season. So like, are you saving um, for that? And so my books, I'm really big on, that was the first person that um I hired was a CFO and a bookkeeper for my business. Like not an admin, like I knew the importance of how great record keeping um, was because that is the nucleus of your business. And so like for us, we are a seven figure business, but Bianca is not a seven figure person. Like Bill Gates is a seven figure person. You know what I'm saying? Like um, you got to think about that. Jeff Bezos, he's a seven-figure person, eight-figure person. You got to think these people that say their business made this money, that's one thing, but their salary is a totally different thing. And so that's my thing for this year. Like my business hit the seven figures, but Bianca wants to make seven figures because Bianca's business makes seven figures, but Bianca does not make six figures. Bianca is broke. Bianca is poor. I tell people all the time, Kate and Kate Consultant got the money, baby. Bianca ain't got nothing. Bianca got a husband. Like, so Bianca has nothing, but Bianca company is winning, but I'm not winning. And so you really have to think about just what that profit is and what's revenue. And like for us, like we have a lot of expenses as far as like staff, like I spend $30,000 a month just in payroll, you know what I'm saying? For my, for my team. So what I, but outside looking in, it's like, oh, she made $100,000 this month. Uh, no, sis, I didn't. Like, the company, but I don't have I don't have that. And that's a conversation that I have to have with my employees. Like, they see the money that's coming in by the clients that we get. And I was like, well, you know, all this money is not our money, right? You know, I gave you some of that. You know, I put some over there. You know, we got office space. You know, we do investments. And so I think that that's just a thing. You just have to understand just where you're going. Um, and that's why we decided to do our business more digital and because it's not that lot much expenses when it's digital, you know, like it runs on its own, but we do have higher overhead as far as like space and um, employees and just little things like that. But knowing the numbers, I am very successful because I use my data. Like I know that 80% of my business is digital because I read my data. You know, I know that 77% of my clientele is repeat clientele because I use my data. How do I get that from my books? from my QuickBooks, from my bookkeeping. Um, and so I really highly suggest that you get you um, a bookkeeper. Like that's kind of one of the most important people on your team, especially if you're trying to grow. Like how you think somebody going to invest in your company? Like what if right now an angel investor wanted to give you $100,000? Like they want to see them books. They don't want a business plan on what you think you might should, could have done. Like they want to see them records. And so I highly suggest that you focus on the books and that's why I was so successful in bookkeeping because I know like nine out of ten businesses their books are not in order and so even though I hated it it was a very lucrative business because people knew that it was you know it was a need so get your books together people you can use my CFO she is awesome and she is taking new clients if that's what you need let me know I'll hook you up but get you a bookkeeper yes I definitely agree get you a bookkeeper and get you a real system y'all don't have that conversation yes it's twenty two dollars a month. Get you so quick. Get you so quick. Cash app, demo me is not working. Yeah, that's not it. I agree. I'm with you, friend. Literally, I will. If somebody like if I was looking to work with somebody and they say, "Oh, well, I take cash app," oh, that's the quickest way for me not to work with you. Mm-hmm. You want me to put my heart and money into demo and cash app? Do y'all know how them things be in compromise lately? Yep. Scam for me to give you, and you say, Oh, well, my price is 2200. You think I'm gonna send my 2200 cash out? Does cash out allow you to send that much money? Mm-hmm. 
And then if they scam, you can't get your shit back either, baby. It's gone. It's no protection. So I agree, friend. Most who's not sending another 22. <laughs> <laughs> you lost it. I did it. <laughs> oh, <that's> time. <laughs> Mom, please. <laughs> so we talked about the books and you said investments and you you keep hitting on key points that I already have ready for you because you are the queen of all of this. So I know who to ask. Yeah, you. Right. Come on. We talked about making proper investments. People don't understand what that means, Bianca. Oh. <laughs> no, they think making a proper investment is a ring light. Oh. I have a ring light in front of me, but that was an investment made years ago. It wasn't the investment <laughs> business. I just need it. But they think that's a proper investment to get to the next level. Oh. So you hired a team. You made the proper investments into an office space. So let's talk about how to make proper investments and when knowing to go about it. So I like that because for me, I'm all about, okay, is it a short-term investment, which is for me, it's a six-month or less, you know, investment. Is it a long-term investment? So would it take me six months or more to see a return? So you got to think about your short-term investment. So for us, most of my stuff is a digital content creator. So my investment is I need a system, right? I need lights. Um, I need somebody to edit it for me. I need graphics. So that's like the small investment uh, for it. But Bianca don't want to do no work. I'm an opener and a closer. Like I open and when you first sign up with me or when you're thinking about signing up, you're going to talk to me. When it's over, you're going to talk to me too so that I can upsell you to something else. But the middle work, Bianca, Bianca does not do um anymore and so my investment this year um was to hire staff like I've always had at least one person one full-time person that worked with me but now we have six full-time people right that works and so that's an investment within itself like I'm all about having the proper human capital I'm a lot of people think about financial collateral like do I have the money to be able to do it just because you got the money do you have the power to do it like who gonna do the work once the work come in like are you going to do all of that work? Because then you can't spend the capital that you just made because you're boggled down working in the business and not on the business. And so I knew that very on, very early in business that in order for, if a business has to depend on Bianca, it's a business that is doomed to fail. Like my son being sick um, three years ago and having brain surgery, my husband, you know, in and out of the hospital, my daughter, you know, she was a little sick too. Like me and my, like, we got all this personal stuff going on, but this business still has to run. And so all the eggs in the basket on me, it, it, what legacy am I creating if the business is gone and if I'm not able to do it? And so I don't think that we think about that. We think like, I need to be a six-figure earner. You, It might not be your chance to be a six-figure earner. You might have to make you know, $40,000 and get your employee 23. Like, you know what I'm saying? You might be a $100 an hour earner. You might now be a $40 an hour person because now you have to now give, you know, 12 or $15 to two or three people to help your business run. And so we don't think about that. We think like hiring people is an expense, but it's not. It's an investment. Like, I, I, I really don't do anything but money generating activities, really. My days are really consumed with me just operating in my CEO role, which is making sure that checks are cut and people are paid on time and that I am now just the brand um, and bringing in business. And so I really want to just advise you to think about taking your stuff off of your plate and just hiring some staff. And I mean, in-house staff. I'm not saying to bring a company in to do it either because you pay three times more. Like if a company comes in and do it, but you can have your own employee, pay them a little bit more than minimum wage. I'm a trainer. So I will train you 
And I'm very quick to, they say, be slow to hire and quick to fire. I'm very quick to hire and quick to fire. I'm not doing this work. In and out. <laughs> who who going to do it? You say you could do it. Here you go. Let me train you to do it. Oh, you can't do it. Okay, no problem. Let me let you go. But I'm okay with training. Like, I'm not slow to hire. Who going to do this work? That means that's me. That's going to compromise my time. And if I'm so busy working in the business, I'm not making any money to be able to pay somebody else because I'm doing the day-to-day operation. So, baby, I'm quick to hire and quick to fire. You could start today and get fired today. Like, we have probation periods and all of that. Like, so... It's a no-go, but I really want you to think about your, where do you want to be six months from now? And that was my thing. Like, where do I want to be six months from now? And my thing was, I want to be in Fiji with my husband, recording content for my new course. And that's it. Like, that's where I want to be. I want to travel for six months with my kids, especially since we're doing online learning. Baby, take these laptops and get it popping. Like, I, that's what I want to do. I can't do that if I'm stuck on the phone all the time. Can't do that if I'm trading time for money. Like, I, I can't do any of those things if I'm in meetings all day from sunup to sundown. Like, I can't do that if I'm letting people constantly pick my intellectual property. Like, I just can't do that. And so it was just a, a lifestyle choice that I decided to make to go and coincide with my business model. But it was an investment. Right. I could definitely be a seven figure earner, Bianca. However, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like I have staff like and I'm OK with taking um, a pay cut. and I'm OK with not being in the position personally that I want to be in because I'm fulfilling the need of my company. But let's not get it twisted. Bianca has a husband. Right. So let's I have a whole husband. Right. So let's get let, let's go there. Um, because what you see Mary Sue do, she could do it because she got a husband, right? She has that extra income coming in to support. And so I tell what's good for me and mine might not be good for you and yours. And so you want to figure out based on just your lifestyle and your situation. I got a babysitter 24-7. You might be a single parent and not be able to move. You know what I'm saying? Like how I move. So I really want you to write down where do you want to be in? Your company wants to be in six months and how do you get there? But so don't look at what I'm doing and what somebody else is doing. Like, oh, I could do that too. It might not be your time. That might not be your situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I really want you to look at what you're willing to invest and do in the next six months. Because baby, six uh, last year, I worked my ass off for six months. I had quadrupled my revenue in six months working eight hours a day, nonstop, all day, every day, sun up, sun down. And I quadrupled my revenue by June. And so I've been working on the next year for six months now, because, you know, I was so dedicated to it. So six months of hard work, just nonstop focus, it could definitely put you three, four years ahead of the game, because that's where I am right now. Like one year put me three years ahead of my revenue goal and where I was trying to go. So just get focused. Your six months investments can definitely be the game changer for your legacy. I love that. I love, love that. And I think that's an important thing to know. You guys have to stop waiting waiting for that moment you wait until it's six months to decide oh now it's time to do it you have to plan i think that's one thing about building an empire proper planning proper planning doesn't happen the moment it's like okay i want it to happen it happens it has to happen months before that's why when we did our 24-hour lock-in we were like no plan your next year out because mm-hmm. when it gets here you should just be focused on producing to get to the next level you shouldn't be planning every step of the way so that being said so many people are probably listening to this episode like well Bianca you have money to hire people you have you charged this amount Bianca first of all didn't say how much she charged I want y'all to understand that she didn't <laughs> a lot right there she didn't say well this is how much I charge but that's a constant conversation because people don't know how to charge and since you are in that digital space mm-hmm. how did you decide on those numbers 
digitally because a lot of people say well you know it's one thing to actually have a product-based business one thing to be in person but when you go full digital you have digital products how do you price point those I like that question. So for me, I'm all about how much money I want to make. So I'm really big on my profit plan. So we do a profit plan um, every year. We usually do that in like November um, and plan the entire year. So I know like how much money I need to make every month. Um, every quarter, what I need to do every week, what I need to focus on every single day. Um, also, my products are already outlined already. So I know like this is how many products I need to sell to make my actual goals, my projected goals, my stretch goals. So I'm very, very uh, strict about just my numbers. But just my rule of thumb is, um, and this is no shade for nobody that do it, but I buy how I learn. So I don't produce ebooks because I don't buy ebooks, right? And for me, I just don't focus on things that cause me to be a perfectionist. And an ebook is that, right? You're trying to figure out if it line up, right? If the words, right? If the pitches, right? So I am more of the visual. Let me get on here. Let me talk out my thoughts. Um, and you know, you feel like you're having a conversation together. So that's more money because it's not an ebook. It's a master class, right? It's a webinar. It's a mini course. And it's really just me talking out the same stuff that you put in that ebook. I'm just talking it out in module form. And so I took, a, you could take your six page ebook and just turn them into six mini recordings and you can still give them the ebook. So it's an ebook and it's six recordings. My rule of thumb is I'm always about what's my numbers and what is my MVO. So your MVO is your minimum value offer. I'm not doing this for less than any um, of this. And so my MVO, uh, most of my products go with that, like my lower tier products are usually between that $29 and like that $59 one. Like, so I'm usually in that mark just for like something really simple. Um, I do a lot of trainings and things of that nature. And so a beginner training, a general training, usually between that $29 and $59, but I'm always upselling you to something else after that. So it's going to be between that $199 or like that $249 price. And so those are kind of my sweet spot of what I've learned. And then from there, I funnel them into other products and services and things of that nature. But we have a challenge every single month. We do launches. So we teach a lot of our clients how to take their intellectual property and now launch it in a digital form. And so we do a lot lot of uh, launches and so our launches usually range between like that $1,800 mark and then if you want to do like a, a, a launch where you don't want to do nothing but just show up it's usually between like that $3,000 or $4,000 like price point so we're very clear on what we do. We're very niche specific. We only work with business and professional uh, services. So you got to be a coach, a consultant, you know, a PR a lawyer, because it's easy for us to give you our same framework because we have that business. Uh, we don't do a lot of things. So we only do project launches. Uh, we do sales and growth plans. We do corporate pitching. So I teach people how to get corporate clients. Um, and then we do a client acquisition um, approach. So we are very niche specific. So that's what I learned. When you're trying to get to six figures, you do a lot of shit to get that. But on the way to seven, it gets real simple. You really niche down what you do, how you do it, what you want to be known for, what's your value proposition, what's your core competencies, what are the couple things that you do. And so uh, since we are at that mark, we've been really clear about this. All we do this right here is what we do. And so we've perfected it and streamlined it. And so I think that for you, when you're trying to think about, you know what I'm saying, like your digital products, think about just what's your bucket. So we are an operational management firm, but we have three core buckets, which is uh, project management, business development, and business consulting. So anything that I teach or I do is going to be in those particular buckets. So you have to kind of think about what you do as a whole and then niche it down. Now, what products and services uh, go in those buckets? And is it 
it a product or is it a service? Like, do you want to give your time to do it? Or can it be like our launches? It's kind of a launch in a box. My team handles all of the launches. And so I give them the whole process. So you got to kind of think, do you want to give your time? I'm all about if Bianca got to do it, you got to pay Bianca prices. Bianca going to do it. Like if you want me to do it. And so I'm getting out of that because you have people like, well, I don't want your team to do it. I want you to do it. You ain't going to Amazon telling Jeff Bezos you want him to package your fucking order, are you? Are you going to McDonald's saying, I want I want the owner to make my fries. I don't want you to make my fries. Like, no, that's not the type of business that we have. And so I used to do it like, okay, cool, I could do it. Then I'm like, no, because that ain't what I want to do. Like, you don't do that to other companies. Like, don't do that to man. Put some respect on my business and my brand. Like, I'm not. I've trained my people. They good at it. They know the job better than I do because this is what they do every day. Like, my favorite show is Undercover Boss. You see they used to run it. Now they coming in there trying to do it and it's all messed up because this ain't what they do anymore. And so I'm, I, that's not what I do um, anymore. So think about just your digital collateral. Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, I want to do digital like you, but you don't want to go live. You don't want to talk. You know, you don't want to continually promote. You think selling is bad. Like, it's a lot of things that go into kind of switching your model to be digital. But what I will say is that's what scaled my business. Services won't scale you. Like, you only got two hands in 24 hours. Even if you hire all of them people, like, you still can't scale it. So what scaled my business to go to that seven-figure mark was me amping up my digital and being now 80% um, digital and 20% service. I love it. I love that. And I think digital is definitely the way to go. I have a lot of um, things coming this year just for that simple reason. I'm like, I need to free up my time. We're trying to buy a house. Yeah. In the oven soon, rather than later, because it's not getting no younger and it takes time, right? Your time is definitely away from you. So before I let you go, I have one other question. I think this is the million dollar question that everyone wants to know. We're still in the same spot. Look at your face. go. No, it's, I know. You're a busy woman. Look, you busy. Whatever you want to do, baby. I'm here for you, your movement. I support whatever you want me to do. However you need me to be, I got you. Oh, y'all, this is my girl. This is why she's my girl. But you talked about three things. One, harder, not smarter. You teach on using your model to help others with their framework. And third, and the most important one, you still were making six figures on a pandemic. You probably ain't over that, but that's just what I was seeing on the gram from the yep. motivational post. Yep. Talk about those working harder, not smarter. How do we get into that mindset? Who's the mindset? Yeah. So I think that we we have the eve, eve, I'm working all the time. Like I'm 24 hours, like I'm never not working. Like you yeah like when you gonna sleep like they say sleep is when you dead you're gonna be dead real soon you know what i'm saying like because when you work so hard and that's what i learned like when you work so hard and you're client focused you're not you focused and if i'm not good how am i expected to have a brand in a business that you know is good and so i work very smart as far as what is the thing that bianca could only do okay but now what is the person that on my team um, can do it. What can I outsource? Like my, I am an eight, $1,800 hour person. Like, am I really finna spend time putting this together with, no, I could get somebody on Fiverr to do it. I could hire somebody to do it. Like what, what's the, what's the value of my time? And I always think about what is a client worth? A client launch worth to me is $2,500. 
So am I really about to spend my $1,800 an hour time doing this work when I can have somebody for my staff to um, do it? And so that was the one thing, like I work really smart as far as um, what is a money generating activity, like this podcast, this is a money generating activity. Like I am talking to people that do not know me, building the like, knowing trust and getting eyes on my brand. That is a money generating um, activity. So am I focused on more money generating activities than busy work? Busy work is... Um, let me go ahead and um, um, work on my landing page real quick. But that don't come out to December. So like, why are you doing that? Let me work on this email sequence, but it don't go out for another four months. Like, it needs to be done, but it's just that busy work. And so I'm all about focusing on money generating activities so that I can fish so that I can feed my team. Um, and so that's one of my things about kind of just working smarter. Like we're so busy working in a business that we can't step back to look like, oh, like I need to be put more attention to there. And one of my favorite movies is The Founder uh, about McDonald's. And so it's one of my favorites, but it's a scene in the, when um, it first come on and he like, oh, we had 30 different things on the menu, but then we figured out only three things was making us money, which was burgers, fries, and shakes. That's what we are. We got these 30 things and we, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. But when you step back and look only three of the things is selling. Like, so why not put more energy process, time and money behind what the people are really buying? But that's because we're working in it and not on it. And I know that I have staff and I've been doing this for a long time, but I was very clear about my weekends are for me to build my business, not to work in my business, right? I'm working from this time frame to this time frame. After I'm finished working with those clients, I'm focusing on building my business, my back end. Um, and so even when I was working in my business, I still was very um, disciplined to, I need to work on it. What can I do to build the needle, you know, in my business? So that's one of the things that I do to really work smart and just to really train my clients to think that like, you ain't got to be up to four o'clock in the morning. Like, why are you taking four months to do it when you could just be disciplined for three days and just knock it out? Like, why, why are we doing all of this? And so that's that really working smart um, and not having to work hard. I love that. And I so agree. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm definitely the niche based coach. I'm like, you need to find one thing and get good at it and make it work because you sitting there trying to produce this. You saw maybe a little bit of revenue. You're trying to bring something else out and you trying to do something. It's like, no, focus on that one thing. I always say, if you haven't hit six figures in that one thing, you need to stay right there with it. Because that's all That's all I'm saying. But they look at like, well, Beyonce and oh, I'm like, they started with one thing though. Beyonce was a singer first. That's it. She perfected being a singer and she got good in that. So she's probably always wanted to do movies and endorsements and modeling and all that. But she got really good with that one thing and the opportunities will come. People want to be a part of somebody that's winning and people want to work with other people that are working. So when you dominate this one area, it just opens up so many doors. than if you was trying to do a little bit here and a little bit there, just dominate this, be the thought leader in that one thing. And I promise you, everything that you ever thought you wanted to do, they will just come to you and it will be no line it will be no weight it will be i made this strictly for you so i'm all about perfecting and being a thought leader and focusing on this one thing and then i think nobody can refer you out if you do all these fucking things like what else do you do you do dog walking you got a clothing business you do hair you do nails you got a bakery like you but you're not an expert in anything so what am i supposed to refer you too but us as you know uh uh black people we like the you know i got eight sources of income you know i got money over here and i do that you need streams of income 
not a source and a stream of income is we are operational management firm and we have streams of income underneath it. When you go get your head done and she upselling you, cross selling you, she not asking you to do you want dog working services. She asking you, do you want your ends clipped? Do you want some color? Do you want some braids? Do you want a hot oil treatment? What kind of sewing do you want? Do you want a closure? Those are all streams of income that make up her overall bottom line. But she ain't trying to say, you know, dog walking services in there while you getting your damn head done. Like, but we have not been taught that, right? We look at what's going on on social media and we're like, oh, well, they got all of this stuff going on. They ain't really making no money. And you see if the people that really do make money, they started with just one thing and they mastered that one thing and they just, you know, branched off to other stuff. So just trust your process, baby. Operate in your genius. Just because she sell hair and she winning don't mean that you're going to sell hair and you winning. Like focus on what you like to do. Don't be looking over there because they probably ain't making no real money no and that's just that on that. And you said, you said my secret sauce. So I'm going to tell y'all my secret sauce. So mm-hmm. just, just pay attention closely when I say it. Everyone's like, you have so many different businesses. But not one person has ever looked at the framework of my business. <laughs> I'm a relations agency. I'm a business coach. And I have the Entrepreneur Hers Brunch brand where we educate entrepreneurs. What am I doing in all three of those things that's consistent? Right. No one has ever looked at it. And people always say that. And I'm just like, y'all are really not seeing that all I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing in three different ways. And yep. producing three different means. Yeah. Because focus on all of that. Just like this podcast. What are we doing right now? Yep. Same thing. It all goes within the model. It goes within the model. But oh no one pays attention to that. And I think I laugh every time so much. <laughs> I laugh so much. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I'm really not doing a lot. I just use it in different ways. Like you said, with the hairstyles, like the Entrepreneur's Brunch brand, we focus on producing events that are in the better improvement and benefits to entrepreneurs. That's it. Good. I'm doing that when I'm business coaching you. It's just not an event. I'm just saying, baby, let them pick up the tea that you're giving today. That's all I'm saying. But we don't think about it like that. And so we overcomplicate the process. It's like, oh, I can't do that. You can. That's just an extra landing page, baby. Like, that's just an extra little dot. Like, you you can do all of those. All I'm saying. Just a little LLC, you know, just to make sure. A little like, razzle dazzle. You know, a little razzle dazzle, a little sprinkle sprinkle. Because uh, y'all think because I got an LLC, your business is your business. Ooh, you about to talk about that today, huh? We we not gonna talk about that. That's a whole other conversation because that's a whole conversation. conversation. Make sure you bring me back for that conversation. <laughs> that's gonna be part of our live show. That's gonna be part of bring it back. That, that's yeah. a whole. Thing. But okay, so we talked about that. Clearly, we just touched on your framework and how you made it work for others. People get like I said, they get so focused on I need to make money here, and they're not just focusing on what they do great. Like you said, that hairstylist, she did the hot oil treatments, the sewing. She did it on herself before she did it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So she only produced what she was doing and gave it over and over again. So we touched on that. Now let's talk about this pivot during a pandemic, because we're still very much in a pandemic, even though Atlanta, for <laughs> some odd reason, thinks that we're not. <laughs> hopefully everybody that's in Atlanta is listening to this. Stay in the house. We're in a pandemic still. It's very yeah. much get it i'm like shit i want to go to atlanta they outside shit y'all because we're on lockdown here in chicago baby we're in phase four baby we can't go nowhere y'all really in lockdown well don't don't come please just stand (laughs) we don't need no more traffic one just don't come please (laughs) stay where you are who i am 
But the pandemic first hit, everything shut down. It was a scary time for everybody. I mean, it was a scary time for myself. And I think that was when I really determined if I was good at entrepreneurship. Mm. And that's the, to be completely transparent. I say this often because clients slow down. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, clients are slowing down. That's your main source. What do you do? Where, where do you pivot? So for you, how did you pivot and maintain? So that's a good question. So for me, um, we added the digital launch component in our business because I launched, you know, um, highways and uh, airports being built. Like that's my project management side that I do. But I had helped one of my uh, friends who's also my client, like in her launch for like her digital thing. We launch every single month, whether it's a free training, like everything here is a big deal. So everything here is a launch. And so I helped her launch her launch one of her courses and she's like this is a service that you need to offer I was like people like pay for this and she was like yeah I'm like okay well let me offer it to some of my existing clients and so launching brought in four new employees just from this one thing that you know we were doing and so that was kind of a part of our pivot like okay now everybody wants to now go digital they're trying to launch all of these products uh and services and turn their services into products like let me help them do it since this is what I doing. But I had already had a track record. People had already seen what I was doing already. So it was an easy transition uh, for us. Um, and so that was like the one major pivot that we did was we added launches, uh, digital launches into our model, which is what quadrupled and scaled our business and how we were able to quadruple our revenue in six months just for me adding like, let me do some launches. I was doing it by myself. And then I did like maybe six by myself. And I was like, I could hire somebody to help me with it. Oh, I need a designer now because we're not a marketing firm, but you need graphics and landing pages to be able to launch it. So let me hire a full-time designer because I need them to design my stuff too. I'm tired of outsourcing it and being in queue. Oh, right. Now we got all of these launches. We don't need a customer service client engagement manager to make these people happy so they can continue to launch with us. Oh, we can go back to do some of my old clients too. So I was just doing the role by myself. And then I just sat down and uh, did an SOP, a standard operating procedure. of like, what did Bianca really do to get the, made the job description and just hired, you know, the people to be able to do it. And so that was one of our major pivots. Also, I'm out of town every single month, at least two, three times a month, uh, meeting with my corporate clients, also meeting with my small business clients, doing VIP day. So I am on a plane a lot. Well, since COVID, I didn't. But I'm like, well, damn, like, do I still got to like do it to make up for the revenue? No, my launches made up for that and more. So I don't have to get on the plane all the time now and do it because I've created this lucrative stream of income in my business model that took the place of all of that. And now I have staff. So instead of Bianca only being able to do five, we can do 20 launches, right? And so that was kind of built it from the pandemic. So it was really a blessing um, for us. And I'm all about, you know, doing my charitable gives and my donations. And so, you know, I was able to really help and spend $50,000, you know what I'm saying? Like to help small businesses, um, be able to get back on their feet to purchase from them. And so we looked at our numbers, um, last week. Um, and it was just my, my account was like, you gave $50,000. I was like, well, I made the money. I'm like, I'm, I am a giver, but you can't tell me what you want me to give. Right. And that's one thing that I do. I'm very big about outlining my gifts for the quarter and how much I'm going to give and what I plan to do so that um, I know how. Oh, dang. Like I could have made $50,000. Like, oh, let me give it. So I'm very calculated with my numbers, but we made a lot, but we also gave out a lot too. So I believe that you have to be a blessing to get a blessing. And so I'm really big on the 
oh, let me help you. So we was able to keep a couple businesses employed, you know what I'm saying? Just by using them for our services. Uh, we're now three of our clients, main clients, because, you know, they lost their business during the pandemic. So it was really a blessing for us. I love that. I think that's so important on knowing how to give back and understanding that you definitely reap what you sow. So I agree. You, season, you definitely will reap the benefits back, but you have to be open to it, y'all. The money, your money ain't your money. <laughs> that's uh, just clear. I saw that. And if you ain't making no money, you can't give. That's why you need to charge your worth and be out here putting your products and service out there. Cause I can't give you from an empty well. Like I was able to give out 50 grand. Like that's a lot of money. If I'm not out here working and charging and working with clients and bringing this money in, I can't be a blessing to anybody else. And my post went viral. Like y'all want to be uh, philanthropists, but you can't be a broke philanthropist. Like you can't, like it requires money to do it. And even if it's your time, you're taking away time from what you'll be using to make money. Like you need money to be able to give. So charge your worth, make these people pay for your products and your services. Have your gives that you're going to give a year. I'm giving eight gives a year. This the quarter that I'm going to give it. This how much it's going to be. So you'll know. And if it don't look like that and sound like that, then they need to pay that invoice, sis. Like that's what it is. Period. That. And listen, when I say that, I can finish this on that because that's what Bianca is. She's just that on that. But <laughs> No, for everybody, okay. Love you, friend. I'm I appreciate you having me today. Really do. Y'all know like my friends, especially my bossiest one. I'm the bossy friend to y'all, but y'all gotta remember I have some bosses. <laughs> y'all think I'm the bossiest one. That's the craziest part. And still they always think that see y'all come on the show. And I'm just like Yeah, man. We roll with you. Whatever you want to do. I'm so proud of you and just your growth and where you're going and what you're doing, man. I'm I support the brand, the movement, you know, whatever you need. I'm always here to help you. Whatever it is. Whatever you got, I'm here for you. I appreciate that. I need your help closing this episode out because Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. You can't get it no more for a game. The rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) So when I before I let you go, what does having an empire state of mind mean to you? I like that. So I think for real, like really, now that I'm really thinking about it and just me being in a position to put food on somebody else's plate has really been my definition of having an empire state of mind. Like we want the money, but it's just a whole, it just hit differently when I'm able to help my employees buy a house. You know what I'm saying? Like my little business is helping her buy a house and get a car and put her kids in private school and, you know, vacations and like, it's just a, a feeling that I've never felt before to just, I'm always being, I'm very resourceful by putting other entrepreneurs in position to get a bag, but my employees, like seeing them every day, working with them every day and seeing just the impact of when they came and like how they doing and like we working in and building this business together and they got my back, my front, my side, like to have that type of team just means everything to me. So before my answer would be different, but right now my answer is really just putting people in position to eat. Like that is really it. Like that's special. It means everything to me. So I think that's me having that empire state of mind is just, I'm not just doing this for me. And I know that's what people say. Like it's for the community. It's for the coach. It's for my employees. Like I am, they, they was here with me shooting the gym. You know what I'm saying? And so now that we got a big gym, we get a new office, baby. You got your own office. You got whatever you want. You want a parking space. Like you take care of the people in your culture and in your in your business, and you build that type of culture, and they take care of you. And I I, I really have that now, so I'm really grateful um, of this empire that we're building. So that's really it in my tribe. Like I love my tribe of people. Like 
we we really lit like that's really my family like I feel like I've built this tribe over the eight years and they've grown with me you know they've seen my ups and my downs and that's what they love about me is like she gonna give me the real she ain't gonna sugarcoat it it probably gonna be what I want to hear but I know that I'm in good hands with her and so that's one thing that I like that I've built that type of reputation that if, if it ain't right Bianca ain't fucking with it like if it ain't right she she's not going over there like I'm a lot of things but a liar is one thing that I've never been and so when I was broke I showed that when I have money I show that too like when I'm going through my trials and tribulations like I've shown that too and so just being a all around just authentic transparent person and what you see is what you get and if you don't like it great and if you do that's cool too but that's really what building an empire to me is that's a Chicago mindset y'all that's that shout out okay <laughs> right did I, did I do it right was that the right cue part yes <laughs> <laughs> That's a Chicago mindset. I love Chicago, y'all. Like when I say Chicago is my second home, I just felt like between Lord Dirk, King Vaughn, Bianca, and yes. <laughs> oh yeah, come over when it's over because you say I can't come visit you. So, and we on lockdown here, so okay. Look, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, no, actually, I'm coming because I'm very much on lockdown myself. I have not left this house. We don't let. We don't need house. That is so good. We do things like, you know, go celebrate our anniversary. We go get food, but that's it. That's the, that's as far as we go. I don't that's, go past that. You got hella blocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the grocery store, clearly, because I have to cook. But other than that, I don't go past that. That's good. I'm happy for you. Being in the club with y'all. Yeah, not the same. I'm with, baby, I support your movement all the way. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I support you. So in supporting you, where can they follow you at? What do you have coming up that we can just support and then tap into? I would love if you follow me on my Instagram at Bianca S. Robinson. If you can follow me, that would be um, really great. Um, I do trainings every Wednesday at one o'clock. So, you know, just come support, hang out. If um, what I said is something that you're interested in, I would love to see how we could be mutually beneficial to one another. So um, you can go to my website at kdenkconsultant.com, book your 15-minute session. It will definitely be with me. I do all of my consults. So it won't be like you'll talk to somebody from my team. Um, Like I said, I like to open all of my, uh, all of my clients. So you'll talk to me. Um, yeah, just stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff just dropping. Um, and I want you to be a part of the journey. So if you follow me on my Instagram, you can get all of the tea there. Yes, you definitely will all the tea. Her tweets are definitely what they call tweetable. So you will enjoy them. They are definitely retweeted on your story worthy. She Bianca's the truth, y'all. And I just will say that she is definitely the truth. She's gonna provide so much value. So make sure you guys tap into her and everything that she has going on. Don't sleep on this opportunity. She opened her front door for you to come tap in. So definitely tap in. If you say, Hey, I found joining your bossiest friend the podcast, let her know that just so she knows that you know you really took value and heed to what she was saying. Because that's one thing I think us entrepreneurs who want to provide value to you all look for is that people actually took what we were saying heavily and not lightly because I agree put some uh respect on the big B I'm just saying baby all the respect I'm with you have you done it okay so boss friends you already know what the deal is make sure you share this episode I hope you guys have been enjoying Empire State of Mind thus far I kind of dropped something earlier. I don't think many of you caught what was going to happen, but we have a special surprise coming up. I'm going to share with Bianca after I end this because I'm not going to tell you guys if you didn't catch it. But we have something special coming up um, as we come to the end of our season. I know our season is moving quickly this year. No 
days off. I promised that I was going to deliver episode after episode and we have done just that. And every episode has been hit after hit for sure. So guys, keep listening support, and make sure you are sharing these episodes. Let people know they can listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio Break, and all the other million platforms that we're on. And until next time, boss friends, you already know what the deal is. Hugs and kisses. Bye. And I'm so fussy. And I'm, and I'm so fussy. So fussy. So fussy.